Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Ciroc Point After. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Yebert and... Man, that was a rough one, Cajun Cannon. Saints up 17-0 for most of this game. Green Bay coming back with 18 points in the fourth quarter, taking down the black and gold, 18-17, giving the Saints their first loss of the season. Well, I mean, I told fans, I told who that nation, uh, this is the way it's going to be, I think, the whole season. I mean, you're not going to be able to go run chores in the fourth quarter <laughs> because it's going to be like, I don't know if we're going to win or not. You flip a coin, you might win, you might not win. Okay, what was the score of the Tennessee Titans game? What was that? Uh, let me see. 15-16. Okay. 15-16. I thought you meant the, like today's game. No, no, no. Okay, <laughs> but I, I'm comparing that. I got see, you. See how you feel about yourself. Okay, a win's a win. We won 16-15, now we lose 18-17. All I know is you give up 20 points or less, we shouldn't lose a damn game. I know uh, we had a 17-point lead with 12 minutes left in the fourth quarter. But I would say, hey, the, uh, give me 20 points or less. And if the Saints don't win, sh- shame on the offense. I know it's a team sport. But who's in charge? Uh, Pete Carmichael, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, Dennis Allen being the head coach. No. Uh, you give up 18 points, you should not lose the game. Now, no Blake Groupie. It wasn't like, oh, you got to make a monumental kick. It wasn't like uh, Missouri, what, that, that big fat kicker from Missouri. You remember when he kicked the 60-yarder, 61-yarder? It's not like a Groupie had to do a miracle. It was a 45-yard field goal. I said, uh, you the hero of the GOAT. You make that kick, and all of a sudden you're perfect on the season, and you miss it, and you fall short. I mean, now it's 11 straight games the Saints defense has given up 20 points or less. Like I say, you should win. When you look at it, I don't know, for some reason, Steve, I don't know, uh, and, and it's not dealing with inclement weather. It's not the frozen tundra. We played, uh, we played Green Bay now seven times in the month of September. I can recall a game, I want to say it was 1989. We were winning 24-7 to at half, and we freaking lost. I mean, I want to say I was like 30-something to 30-something, but we still lost. I was feeling good about myself. Uh, you know, I always dreamed of playing a Lambeau field. And you think you're going to uh, come out on top. But somehow the Packers and, and the fans were not uh, part of the game until at the end when they started getting some type of momentum. But, you know, we've now played Green Bay uh, 14 times. Not always at Lambeau uh, field, 
but at Milwaukee County Stadium where the Brewers, you know, used to play. So I'm just talking about in Green Bay or in Wisconsin. We're now, uh, we won three out of 14 on the road. Uh, we played them 28 times. We've won 10 and lost 18. So uh, I don't think you can talk crap to a Packers fan because overall they've had uh, the upper hand overall against us. It doesn't even matter if it's frozen tundra or not. No, I, I, I'm telling you, it's a very disappointing loss considering how we thought the game was well in hand and how we thought it was well in hand. You know why I said this at halftime? You should never, ever lose a game because it's so hard to win. If you get any kind of advantage, you get a pick six, you get a scoop and score, you get a kickoff return, punt return for a touchdown, no, you have to win those games. And the majority of times, that's the difference to help you win. That's why, uh, uh, Steve, I, 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 we're going to win this game. Similarly by Rashid Shaheed, uh, I kind of viewed this kind of what occurred uh, with, with, with Deontay Hardy or what was that, the Seahawks game, how hard it is to win in Seattle. Right. But that was not the case. Uh, we could not close it out. Now, uh, with that being said, how you sustain drives? You think, like, well, we were in control of the game. I don't know. The Packers had the ball five minutes more than us. Now, you look on the back end, uh, the difference of time and position. Well, how you control the tempo of the game? Don't you have to convert on third down? Our offense has not been very good in any of our games on third down. Today, we were 4 of 14, 29%. That's what our defense has been doing. But guess what? Not today. The Packers were 8 of 18, 44%. So we kind of flipped the script, and that's why they win the time possession and kind of set the tone towards the back end. So that was not good. We still can't run the damn ball. Uh, please, Alvin Kamara, come back. Hmm. Uh, I can't wait to see Alvin Kamara to be in the mix and how we're going to feature him, whether as a pass receiving running back or actually giving him rushing attempts, but averaging three and a half yards a run. No, that has to be four plus. Uh, I'd say 4.2 or more if we're really getting it done. Now, again, it's not an exact science. It's not 100%. We're a plus one for the game. And we're plus two for the season. Now, keep doing that because uh, that's going to work to your benefit to win that turnover battle. Uh, but, Steve, if you'd have told me we were going to be plus one before the game, if you'd have told me, Bobby, I'll tell you what, we're going to be plus one. With a punt return. Uh, uh, with a punt return, there's no way in hell we losing. <laughs> I said there's no way. The reason why I say that. Because Green Bay's been very opportunistic, especially at Lambeau Field. If you look at the last four seasons, when they forced at least one turnover and didn't get any, they were their number one uh, NFL team as far as winning games. They were 43-7. and seven. So that's why I said, man, we can't turn over the ball. we got to protect the football. But that was not the case. That's why if you'd have told me we don't have a turnover and we run back a punt, uh, I'd have lost my house. I'd have lost everything. I'd have said there's no way – we're not going to win. Now, it started out good, yeah, which was not good, and I'm talking about penalties. Okay, you never want nine penalties or more. You hear me say this all the time, or 100 yards. Well, you know what? It ended up being a push. What do you mean by push? Okay, you know why? Because the Packers had 11 penalties. That's not good football. Uh, that is not. Maybe he had flag-happy referees or whatever, but that 11 penalties, 90 yards, but we had seven for 102. So 102 yards versus 11 penalties. Eh. Uh, usually, uh, if you have a big advantage in that category, that's like a touchdown. Well, that's why it's a one-point game. 
1817. So that was a push. So you cannot even acknowledge that or uh, even take that into consideration. Now, uh, Chris Olave, uh, again, 11 targets, 8 catches, 104 yards. I mean, Derek Carr uh, ended up having a quarterback rating of 104.5. He was 13 of 18 for 103 yards. And he got sacked three times. Uh, I mean, okay, what? Are we going to give up four sacks every game? That's the trend, unfortunately, right now. That is terrible. Okay, just do 17 times four and where you're at. 68. Uh, that's not a good offensive line. Sorry. You might say, but a quarterback's holding on to the ball too long. Even if you cut that in half. Okay, if you half of 68 is still too many. So that means the offensive line is getting whooped up front. And uh, I thought Jameis Winston, he was very serviceable, 10 of 16. Uh, quarterback rating, uh, you know, 80, whatever. Look, uh, J- Jordan Love, I thought he hung in there. But what, was he uh, a 50% passer? He's 22 of 44, a quarterback rating of 66 and a half. Killed us more with his legs. Yes, uh, and we said that. you got to contain him. He averaged basically four and a half yards a run. Now, I, I thought you didn't want to have him to have like 50 or 60 yards rushing. Well, he had basically 40. Uh, 39 yards, uh, but again, it, it all goes back to um, when all of a sudden, uh, like what it was in the back end, Steve, I, I want to say, let me see, three straight punts, or I should say three, uh, like four straight punts, uh, you have to do something. You could punt, I think maybe on four on those four drives, we got one first down. Not uh, good uh, enough. No, no you, you, you got to finish the game. We had... A 17-point lead in the fourth quarter. I mean, there are 12 minutes left. And, Bobby, the Packers rally from a 17-point fourth-quarter deficit to win for just the second time ever in franchise history. That's from our Saints Radio Network statistician, Brian Duvall. So, wait, is that from the fourth quarter, Steve? Yeah, Packers rally from 17 points down in the fourth quarter to win just the second time ever in franchise history. Well, because I was part of them rallying from a 17-point halftime deficit, like I said, (laughs) uh, 24 to uh, to 7. Right. And they came back. And that that was at Lambeau Field. Uh, But, Steve, looking at – I mean, uh, Headley, uh, what do you think about punter? I don't know. He punts weird. Uh, I mean, and he doesn't – you know, you have to look at the net uh, punting average as far as yards because that's really what you count, the net, not so much uh, gross punt. Now, he put him one to the five-yard line, but then the Packers get – we didn't hold him back there. That's when you need to force a three and out. So, uh, the, the jury's still out on Headley. Um, now, Groupie, I wish he'd have made – that that forty five yard uh, kick, but it is what it is. Um, I thought at times like uh, Alante Taylor, I wanted to give him a game ball. Agreed. Uh, you know he had five total tackles. He had a sack. He had a quarterback hurry. They were picking on him because Paulson Adebo not playing. He had two tackles for loss. He had five pass defended. Uh, that means they're throwing at him a lot. And one game to have five passes defended. And also, you know who was second with pass defending? Because they're going after him, too. It, it, it's all the chess match. Uh, Yadam. Yadam, Yadam. Yeah. You know, Isaac. He had four. So, you know, that's who they were targeting. Uh, I thought, um, like even Lattimore at times, he had one pass defending, but they completed a couple of balls against Lattimore. I think he might be more motivated uh, to go against Mike Evans, but he was second on the team with total tackles with uh, with seven. Uh, so when I look at all that, um, but pass rush, really not a factor. Tonight. No, uh, pass rush, uh, Taylor, Alante Taylor was the only one yeah. 
that had a sack. Um, none of our big guys like Cor- uh, Cam Jordan, uh, Carl Granderson, you know who had a cha- chance to get a sack, and then uh, that was a big run. That was a 20-something yard run by Jordan Love with Nathan Shepard. Right. God, man, they had the right stunt. You just got to make the tackle. Now, uh, you know, uh, outstanding quarterback with his legs can make like a defender maybe miss, and that's what happened uh, with Shepard. But a very uh, disappointing loss, uh, to say the least, again, Steve. Um, I guess that's why you shouldn't bet or what occurs. But if you did bet, depending on when you betted, uh, I don't know, you took the Saints at a point and a half, you still won. You know what I remember about these kind of games? This would be like when I remember playing the 49ers or different games. And again, the old story, oh, I'm pumping gas at the gas station. And a fan would come up to me and said, oh, Bobby, man, I wish y'all would win. I wish y'all would have won, but at least y'all covered. <laughs> and, and so they said, oh, no, I wish y'all would have won, but at least you covered. So th- this is one of these games that if you took the Saints in the points, you won, but it's empty fe- feeling from an organizational standpoint because you lost the game. You had a chance to be 3-0. and And, Charlie, what is it if you'd have been 3-0 and to make the playoffs? 20 of 24 teams over the last three or five years that started 3-0 and have made the playoffs. That's 84%. <laughs> oh, 84%. I'd I, I ready to almost have a parade. We're going to the postseason. Now, two and one. Uh, still pretty got, good. Yeah, still, no, still pretty good. But you got to fight on your hands. A two for one. You got Tampa Bay coming to town. And uh, Baker Mayfield. Listen, I, I, you know, Steve, you know, I'm not an Eagles fan. E A G L E S, Eagles. You no, love toying in that. Uh, but, but, I, but I am uh, tomorrow night. I am tomorrow night against Tampa Bay. Uh, we, we, we want the NFC South to be perceived as weak. Atlanta lost to Detroit. We lost. Uh, whatever it takes to uh, win the NFC South. And again, uh, you got listen. You got to sweep it under the rug or learn from your mistakes and evaluate the film. But then you got to flush it. And on the Tampa Bay, you got to take care of business. The only problem is, can Jameis Winston do it? He's going to have to do it against his old team. I think he will be motivated because I think uh, Derek Carr. If it was his left shoulder, hell yeah, he's playing next week. But it's his right shoulder, throwing shoulder. You can take all the shots you want. You still can't throw the ball like you need to throw, throw the ball in the NFL. I'm telling you, I've been there. Now, left shoulder, yeah, you, you can handle that. Give me a shot, and you handle the pain. But when it's your right shoulder, you're throwing shoulder. Nah, I was, Steve, I, I, I didn't start crying almost in the office, but I was like, man, Steve, that, that, that ain't good for us. I'm telling you, right now, Derek Carr, because I think uh, I watched the replay and where it was right shoulder. I said that ain't good. This might be, and again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. A month, four, five, six weeks. Oof. I, I, I'll tell you, it, it could be. It's a gut punch. We need Jameis Winston to step up. Hell yeah, we need him to step up. Because it could be whether we're going to win or lose. Because I, I, I don't know. Um, now, I don't know how serious it is. Right. But even if it's serious, it's not like I don't think season end, ending injury, but. It could be like a four, five, six-week ordeal with all the treatment and all that because you have to still be able to throw the ball at an NFL level. It's not like being a normal citizen. Oh, my shoulder's feeling pretty good. You're just walking everyday life. No, you're going to get hit on again, and you got to throw. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm very discouraged when I've seen that injury. Right now we're going to pause 10 seconds to let stations identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. 
The Who Dat Nation is lined up here on the Ciroc Point after to sound off. Want to hear from you, 504-260-1870. Get to you after the break right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After, and I sure know that this Saints radio crew could use a shot of Ciroc right now after that tough 18-17 to 17 Saints loss. Cajun Cannon looking on the Twitter sphere here, seeing Rod Walker of the Advocate tweeting out, Saints threw three games, touchdowns allowed by Saints defense, three, touchdowns scored by Saints offense, four, touchdowns scored by Saints special teams, one. No, uh, no, that's ridiculous. That's pretty sickening, uh, right? I, I think Dennis Allen would tell you that. I think Pete Carmichael, I think uh, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, whoever it might be, they would tell you, you know, that the offense has to pull their weight. What I mean by pull their weight, I don't know, score 23, 24 points or more. Just do that because uh, I think our defense uh, is always going to keep us in games. But every now and then the offense might have to uh, carry their uh, their weight. Now, um, you know, when you look at it, I don't know where this cat's coming from. This is from um, 8627. It's not fair to scapegoat uh, Jameis Winston and not groupie. We didn't say anything and blame the uh, the game on Jameis Winston. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, (laughs) 8627? No, I would say right now that if you're on the offensive side of the ball, uh, you all got to hold each other, look yourself in the mirror. You know who has to look himself in the mirror? Because you look at that significant run by Taysom Hill. Look how Michael Thomas was holding. Look at that holding penalty by Michael Thomas. He did not have to do that. 
And look how that set us back. So everybody has a, 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 a piece. They can't look at me. Well, not me. Right. And it was all, no, no. Uh, offensive football, uh, we've left a lot to be desired, to say the least. It's definitely been rough along that offensive line. Uh, just the, the pressure and the penetration from the opposing teams has just been ridiculous. Okay, even our best offensive tackle. Right, Ramchek. Ryan Ramchek does not look like, uh, I'm not even saying all pro, he doesn't even look like a pro bowler. I mean, Ryan Ramchek, uh, our best offensive line who we're counting on, uh, uh, who was that cat? Uh, Gary? Uh, uh, Sean uh, Gary? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, he ended up with, uh, he had three sacks. He had three sacks. He beat uh, Ryan Ramchek one time. I was like, whoa. It was a 39 situation. This is in the first quarter. Come on, Ryan Ramchek. We should never have to help you. You should be able to block that cat. Uh, not so fast. That did not happen. So right now on the offensive line, I mean, uh, and then all of a sudden we paid Cesar Ruiz. Now you can't help when you get a concussion. Now he's out with a concussion. You know who we paid and lived up to his billing and playing hard, and I love it, Carl Grandison. I was going to say, we got to go to the defensive side of the ball for oh, that. I, yeah, uh, Carl Grandison has a high motor and all that, but um, I don't know. I, I'm very discouraged along the whole offensive uh, uh, aspect of uh, the whole team. I think Chris Olave is the star in the waiting. I think he was very good last year, but now you see him making more contested catches, 11 targets, 8 catches, 104 yards, uh, a 28 uh, long gain. Now, I don't know. I'm a little puzzled about this. Rashid Shahid had the unbelievable no pun return. Catches. He had two targets and no catches. I don't know. Uh, is that maybe uh, the scheme? I mean, uh, the quarterback have something to do with that. Finally, Jimmy Graham got a target, but he scored a touchdown, an eight-yard uh, touchdown. I don't know. Uh, they tried to get Shahid involved with the run game, too, and that didn't work they out. They ran a jet sweep. I think that was zero minus one yard. Zero and yards, that, right. That, that did not uh, work. I think Michael Thomas, you know who's been consistent for three Absolutely. straight games? is Michael Thomas. Okay, He'll have eight or nine targets he had. Steve, I said this. I don't know. You fantasy people will have him out there. This is going to be a Michael Thomas game every week. He might not score. But like six catches, 50 yards. Watch against Tampa Bay, uh, six catches, 50 yards. When all said and done, and you could do that time, 17 games if he's healthy, that's how Mike Thomas is going to contribute. Yeah, and you look at what he's done so far this year, I think that's been you know, completely what you should expect the rest of the season, obviously. I know folks are hoping to see – you know, that big flashy plays from Mike T, but that's not that's not what he does. The Messiah <laughs> for the offense right now, and I know if Derek Carr can't play quarterback, but Jameis Winston will be leaning upon this. The Messiah is Alvin Kamara. Uh, you got to get the ball in Alvin Kamara's hand. Now, you're not, you're not going to just give him 20-some carries, throw 10 targets and all that, but I think the explosiveness of Alvin Kamara. Even behind this O-line? Well, because I think you get the ball in space. Okay. I don't know about running between the tackles. That, that's a good point, Steve. I still I don't know about the run game. But as far as like a screen play, um, maybe an option route, and then all of a sudden it looks like that might have been a seven, eight-yard gain. Maybe he gets 40 yards, something like that. 
But uh, we need a spark, and hopefully Alvin Kamara might be that spark uh, when he's available next uh, Sunday. Want to hear you sound off. Give us a spark here on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Want to get to our callers on the Oakland Hard Jewelers Talk and Text Line. Wanted to sound off on this tough loss for the black and gold, 18-17 at Green Bay. Sam and Laplace, you're up first. What you got for us, Sam? Uh, I got a couple comments. Poor coaching because you're up 17 nothing and you're playing conservative. And after the first two weeks, I knew the quarterback was going to get hurt with that offensive line we got. And one more That's a good point. That's that, a good point, Sam, because you, you could only take so many hits. And first. you know what's crazy, Sam, about that? It's not so much the hit. You know how they're supposed to, like, you hit the quarterback, but you can't land on him? But on that play, look how he landed on Derek Carr's shoulder. I'm telling you. Now, I don't know how they're going to call that or legislate that. But I'll tell you, it's not from like you're getting – it's how on that weight. And the ground's not going to give, even though you're on grass. Right. That, that, that's how he hurt his shoulder. Go ahead. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the call, Sam. No, wait, oh, wait, wait, oh. oh, sorry. My Michael in New Orleans, you're up next Sam, on this. Sam, call back. I, 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 I wanted to have it. Call back, Sam. We'll let you on. What you got for us, Michael in New Orleans? I got this right here. First of all, with the Taysom Hill stuff, they need to stop. Just stop it. You've been doing that for years. And to blame this loss, just particularly on Pete Carmichael with the same play caller. They need to play the Jameis' strength, not keep trying to run this Drew Brees offense. They've been running that for years. So what is Jameis' strength? So, Michael, what is Jameis' strength right now and at this point in his career? Okay, what he needs to do is drop back. He is drop back and establish the run. All you, you run your couple of screen passes. Run a couple of screen. Well, passes. they might do that. Uh, that. Jameis will have an opportunity to run that. I'm sure uh, with Alvin Kamara next week against his former team. Yes, yes, and and, and I want to see Jameis succeed because the same amount of money they paid to go get Derek Carr, which is the same Derek Carr from from the Raiders. They could have did that to show up the offensive line. Jameis is more than capable of taking New Orleans where they want to go. But you have to well, – one thing Jameis needs to do, he needs to stand up and take command because this might be his last shot at being a starting quarterback. No, you that's a great point. That, that's a great point, yeah. Michael. Uh, you know what Jameis needs man. to do? I, I'm going to tell you, Michael, what Jameis needs to do. He needs to take the approach kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. If Jay, listen, Derek Carr's not going nowhere. They guaranteed him $150 million, like 2024 season. Jameis Winston needs to uh, go forward and kick ass, and then he's going to get paid. Look how long Teddy Bridgewater has last. Even, why do you think Andy Dal- Dalton is still having opportunity starts? He's played like four different teams that had 30 starts because he brings stability. Can you imagine Jameis Winston right now? Okay, uh, Derek Carr, like I said, it might be four, five, six weeks with his shoulder. I'm just speculating. What if Jameis Winston wins five in a row? Okay, if you got a hot hand, why are you changing quarterbacks? But what is that going to do for Jameis Winston is that he could parlay that into the future very similar to Teddy Bridgewater and get paid. Uh, you you, you want to get your bag? You know, you want to get that bag? You want to get that bag? Well, uh, what, what Jameis Winston needs to do is just lead the Saints to victory and he will get paid, Michael. Uh, uh, go ahead. I don't know if you're finished. We got Michael uh, on three. Yeah, go ahead, Michael. Yeah, just this last point. 
Pete called Michael needs to adapt his play call. Scrap it. With, just take Taysom Hill and put him as a tight end. You'd have more success. But every time he comes into the offense, everybody knows. Ninety percent of the time, he puts to run up the middle. So, well, the only so thing, they, Michael, they, they, uh, it depends on the team and the game plan. Uh, without, um, I don't know, Taysom Hill, we don't beat the Carolina Panthers. When you look how that game plan was structured. So it depends on the team and, and the pick particular opportunity. Now, today, four carries, 12 yards, three-point average. Uh, no, no, uh, not so much. Uh, he had one catch, um, uh, nine yards. Uh, I think right now it depends on the team and the matchup how successful Taysom Hill will be. Now, case in point, uh, that was not the case, obviously, today against Green Bay. Uh, but Taysom Hill, no, I still want him in my arsenal uh, to attack a defense, but it depends um, on the situation. Now, uh, listen, that Pete Carmichael uh, gets paid to do that, and that's his decision. But it'll be interesting to see without Derek Carr how much they utilize Taysom Hill to help out Jameis Winston going forward. Because the bottom line is, whatever it takes on the quarterback position, Jameis Winston, Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, you know what you got to do? You got to be productive and win. You just got to win. That's the bottom line. It it, it doesn't matter because you know what? It doesn't matter if Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill kicks ass. You know who's the quarterback of the future? Derek Carr, you know why? They paid him $150 million. He ain't going nowhere. So I'm telling you, we need them all to work out. When Derek Carr comes back, we need him to work out. And right now, for Jameis' best interest in the future, he needs to work out. And we all know the Swiss Army Knife, jack of all trades. We always say that, Taysom Hill. We need him to work out because he's going to help us win like he did against Carolina. Not so much today, but in the future, I know Taysom Hill is going to help us win the game. See all you fans lining up to take your shots on the Ciroc Point after. We'll be back with more on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network after this. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. The Saints an 18-17 to loser at Green Bay. Fuel up for the next game at McDonald's. Cajun Cannon, we're going to go back to our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text line. James on the line one. And I think you have a pretty uh, – Sent, a sentiment that everybody has right now yeah, after this game. Uh, what you got, James? Kind of like well, a constant what? observation, right, James? Yeah, you, you know I'm gonna put a, a slightly different spin on it right now because <laughs> it must be some it must be some type of karmic debt with the Carr family because I remember Brother David was drafted number one and his offensive line stunk by the Houston Texans. Yep. Right. I swear to you, our, our offensive line stinks even more than than. Than his offensive line, and he's no, nah, we're not that guy. bad. I don't think, James. I don't think we're as bad yeah, as that Houston Texas line. But we averaged four Bobby. We averaged four sacks a game. Yes, we were. His offensive line. Yeah, but the, the, the quarterback could get rid of the ball quicker. I, I would say uh, instead of getting sacked twelve times, maybe we should be sacked about six. You could get rid of the ball. I'm telling you, as a quarterback, you could control that. Uh, now you can't avoid all the sacks. But uh, you, you know what's crazy, James, what I don't like is that our best offensive lineman right now is very average. He's not dominant. What? Bobby, Ryan Ramchak is, is, is very average right now, James. Bobby, Bobby, help me out. All of, uh, The three of us, we were all at the practice, right? So, right. So you, got, you guys probably – Well, I, Ryan I Ramchak doesn't practice. He has always those veteran days off. What kind of crap is that? But my, my point is this. 
we had opportunity to pick a better lineman during the practice, you know, uh, to put on the practice squad. We picked the same bums. Uh, Landon Young cannot play tackle. Man, they put Landon Young at tight end, and he got whooped on the pass rush. You remember Landon Young? Come on. So, 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 so my point is this: it's kind of late in the season to say this, but I think we need to get a a better O line coach in there, maybe a guy that's that's within the organization to spark the team because. um, Well, instead of Doug Marone, James, 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 let me tell you that 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 might that might be a good point. Uh, Listen, uh, listen, I like Doug Marone. Uh, Doug Marone played with the Saints in the late 80s when I was on the team. I think uh, maybe a young up-and-coming offensive line coach. I think maybe Zach Street might have been a better option than Doug Marone. Uh, I don't know. You have Jari Evans helping on the interior now. Uh, but it's, it's nothing that we have solidified like, oh, that's the coach that's making our offensive line better. I mean, we just paid Cesar Ruiz like forty something million. Why didn't you wait till the end of the season? Why in the hell are we rewarding him right now with forty plus million dollars? And uh, I mean, he's a number one draft pick. We hope he works out. Listen, the fans don't m- mind if you pay the players. Look at Carl Grandison. You know, look his motor and how he plays. But it's like all of a sudden, uh, no, we we gotta uh, pay them before they go on the market. I mean, uh, a lot of fans say, well, put Cesar Ruiz on the market. Has he been dominant like a, a, a Carl Nix or a Jari Evans or Ben Grubbs or Larry Wolford? You can go on and on. No, our offensive line, post-Katrina, this is the weakest offensive line we've ever had. And I'm not hating on nobody. That's just a fact, Jack. Uh, our offensive line right now, I think we got the right center in McCoy. But um, what, what, last week, uh, or, or what, no, it was against the Titans. He got beat a couple of times and all that. I mean, uh, we need him to be dominant. Uh, we need Ramchek to be dominant. I'm telling you, uh, McCoy, it, it, I think, is a very good center. I like him at center. But he ain't no Max Unger. He ain't even no Jeff Fain. Going way back when Jeff Fain was the highest-paid center and I went to Tampa Bay, uh, this is going uh, like 15, 16 years ago. So I'm just telling you, nothing to write home about. When all of a sudden we're having to piecemeal, put Andrews Pete here, put him there and all that. Okay, who's playing where and all? No, our offensive line, that's our Achilles heel. You never want to be the Achilles heel, uh, and hopefully that's not the case for Joe Burrow. Oh, my calf, my calf. And then your calf's connected to your Achilles heel. It goes all down, and then all of a sudden we all know how all of a sudden that could be a significant injury. I'll tell you, right now our offensive line is the Achilles heel of this team. And it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. Now, the one thing you could do to make them better the ball got to come out. But you know what we still don't do? Okay, if we didn't pass block at a high level, I would say, okay, maybe that's not our forte. But you know what? We don't freaking run block. We cannot even run block. Now, if we were run blocking and getting four and a half yards a carry, then I'd say, okay, we struggle somewhat in the, in the pass game, you know, to pass protect. But we don't run block or pass block. So, uh, no, if we scored... 24, 27 points, we're going to have a damn parade. We're going to have a celebration. We should be scoring 24 points. No, no, yes. Without defense, yes, that's what you got to score. I'm telling you, I don't think you can't say, like, no uh, top three scoring offense like we had in the past. Or Drew Brees, we're up there with Tom Brady and the Patriots, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. So we had a track record for a dozen years, top three scoring offense. Look it up. 
27 and a half, 28 points a game. Uh, them days are over. Right now, I just hope we get to 24. Right now, we've given 11 straight games. We've only given up 20 points. We should be undefeated in all those games. You know what we are? Uh, 500. Coming back with more on the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. See all you glorious hoodats lined up on the Ciroc Point after here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Going to take a break, though, to hear Jameis Winston's postgame interview brought by brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. My, initially, is Derek okay? And uh, hopefully he will be fine. And uh, the second thing is, hey, I'm, I'm prepared for this opportunity. Uh, I, I've been there before, and, uh, and I was ready. How tough is it when it starts to feel like the momentum is going back the other team? Yeah, I mean, we all are getting better uh, week to week. So we're going to build on the positives and eliminate the negatives. What about like in-game, when you, if you can sense like momentum, the other team has momentum, like how tough is that in general to try to gain it back? Well, this is a great environment. Everyone in that locker room was grateful to be in this environment. And like I said, we're getting better and we're going to build on the positives and eliminate the negatives. How do you well, you just stay ready, um, and you encourage the guy, like Derek, make sure he's okay. Uh, and, and that's where my concern is right now. Uh, this team, we will be fine. We are, we are ready. Uh, we're prepared. Uh, we have great leaders on this team. Uh, so so that's the main thing, just making sure that, that Derek is, is fine. James, I, I don't know if you ever had a full array of weapons. What do you do with this group? Well, just take advantage of every opportunity that's given out there. Uh, we have some great players. You know, the Saints have historically had great players. Uh, now it's just going out there and execute. Does the mentality change a little bit, though? You know, you have Yeah, when you go into every game, the mentality is to win. And as long as we're winning, uh, that's when it's fine. James, look, I know this is obviously disappointing, but in the last two minutes, you took the team down the field and got them in position to kick with. You know, it might have been a game winning field goal. Do you? Because of that, maybe feel good about what you were able to do in the fourth quarter of this game. I know it's disappointing, but do you feel good about that moment, maybe? Yeah, the goal is to win, 
and uh, we win together as a team, we lose together as a team. And uh, we're going to build off that, and we will be better. Yeah, I mean, we've we, 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 we been here before, you know. Uh, I believe we are prepared. Uh, we have a tough div division opponent next week, uh, and this is a great opportunity for all of us uh, to just be accountable for ourselves and come together closer, come closer together as a team and go out there and execute and get a win. Look, I'm sorry, I don't know if you want to ask this. You can't I didn't see him, uh, but but I know he's a warrior, and, uh, and I know he'll be fine. What did you see on that play where he went down? Uh, I just saw I had to get my helmet. Uh, that's 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 what I saw, uh, and I know again he's a warrior, and when he didn't get off the field, uh, my main focus is how is he doing, and uh, and I'm ready. Oh, this this team is definitely excited to get AK. Uh, I, I think he is. He was definitely a, a part of our team that we've been missing. Uh, he has uh, electricity to our team. I'm just happy. I'm going to be happy to see him in the building uh, and to be able to work with him. I mean, anytime you get opportunity to, to work with a a future Hall of Famer as 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 he is, uh, you you get excited. James, you've been in this situation a Derek Pass. What goes through your mind as you're thinking about what's happening in the game? Are you thinking about what's going to happen to you the rest of the season? No, you focus on building on the positives and eliminating the negatives. Uh, Even when you get hurt, like when you left, so like the three ACL injury, like what was going through your head as that was happening? Get get healthy, uh, get healthy, and, and do what you can to be there for the team. And I and I know that's what he's going to be doing, uh, being, getting ready. Uh, I, I believe that I was prepared for this opportunity and I believe that as a team uh, we know that we let this one slip away uh, but we will be resilient uh, we will persevere right that's that's the game that we play you know we love this game uh, sometimes this game doesn't benefit us the way that we want but uh, in that room over there this is a bunch of warriors this is a bunch of resilient men uh, and I know we, we will bounce back that was the post-game interview with Jameis Winston brought to you by the Bill Hood Automotive Group. Everything automotive under one hood. We'll be back with more on the Ciroc Point After right here on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon and Bobby. Time for our Diamond in the Rough performance of the game. That's presented by Friend and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. So Cajun Cannon, who's your Diamond in the Rough performance for today? Well, I'd have to say, uh, because next man up, you know, Marcus May being uh, suspended. Uh, you look at Jordan Howden, uh, but not so much uh, Jordan Howden. Now, uh, he ended up, you know, he can't be a diamond in the rough. He's a, a draft pick. I guess if you like later rounds, you can be. But he had four total tackles. But how about the uh, diamond in the rough, the veteran Lonnie Johnson Jr.? He's going into his fifth year. Uh, he played with the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh He's a free agent coming from the Tennessee Titans. He's the individual, had a pass defended, he had a tackle, uh, but he also had an interception. So he helped us be plus one for the game. So Lonnie Johnson Jr. is that diamond in the rough. Cajun Ken, I know you'll appreciate this. Uh, 
Colin Saunders on Twitter right now saying 18 effing fourth quarter points. We got to be better than that, and we built, will be hashtag on to the next. So, uh, obviously, Saunders recognizing what a collapse that was for this team late in the game. No, uh, listen, I don't care who you play. Whoever you perceive as the best of the best. Okay, is it the 49ers? It might be the Cowgirls. You might be a Cowgirl fan. It could be the Kansas City Chiefs. Whoever you perceive the best of the best. I would take every damn day, every damn game. If you have a 17-0 lead with 12 minutes less left in the game, there's no way in hell that you should lose because there's not much difference in the NFL. Look at the parity. Look at the sorry-ass Cardinals and how they're competing. Look at the Giants in the league. Now, they blew it. But look where they're at right now. Charlie, what were you saying, like, uh, where the Cardinals are at? What is the Cardinals score? are leading 18-10 to 10 in the second quarter, guys. Uh, 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 now, now, just think about it, because the NFL. They, they know no lead is safe there for Arizona. But the point I'm making is 12 minutes left in the game. In the fourth quarter, right. And you're up 17-0. to zero. No, I'm still shocked. I, I'm going to probably wake up about 3 in the morning, and I'm going I'm to be in, I'm gonna be sweating and stuff, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be like, Damn. Right, it wasn't because of any turnovers either. That's another one to no, me that, get, that gets me. I, I, I'm going to be like, what, we not 3-0? and How in the hell we lost that game? I'm going to start to recollect when I was a 29-year-old, 1989, we had a 24-7. to That was a halftime lead, and we lost to the damn Green Bay Packers, the damn Cheeseheads. We lost to the Cheeseheads to close out the game. Now, it is what it is, and, and Steve, uh, like I said, uh, there's not an opinion uh, Charlie, what I said, we played like uh, now, uh, let me see. It's in, yeah, uh, I got it right here. We have now played in Green Bay uh, 14 times. We've only won three. Something mm, uh, about the mystique of Lambeau Field. And, and it's not the weather. It's not, believe you me, we played them uh, like seven times in September. So it's been great football weather, like a fall, a fall day. And we've come out, we've come out in previous games. Smoking, not all the time, and setting the tone. I mean, was the crowd even a factor? I mean, I talked about the halftime report. No, we didn't but, really uh, hear them till come the fourth quarter. Uh, yes, uh, the, uh, what the hell are they going to cheer about? There's nothing to cheer about. But we gave something to cheer about in that fourth quarter. We'll be coming back with more on the Ciroc Point after, right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Wish I was sipping on some of that smooth Ciroc on the Ciroc Point after right now. We're going to check in with Hector in New Orleans on the uh, Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. What you got for us tonight, Hector? Okay, hey guys, look, um, to me, I think it's all about coaching. One of the things that I clued in when um, Dennis Allen was giving his uh, post-game report, one of the things I did not like that angered even more when someone asked him about the struggles on the offensive line, I hope I'm getting this right. He said something that they have to look back to see if it's technique, it's coaching. And I'm kind of figuring and saying to myself, wait a minute, some of these offensive linemen have been in the, on the team for years. But ever since Doug Marone came, I feel like the offensive line has taken a step back. I mean, you've got five guys who are either second or first rounders. And some of them have been with the team for years. And I just can't believe that all of a sudden – they're just going to stop blocking or not know how to block or make these many mistakes. You're right. Ryan Ramchek should be playing better. Right. Jason Reed should be playing better. Eric McCoy should be playing better. Today I saw him get whiffed on two 
on two plays. That That's a good point, Hag. Too good point. And then another thing I want to comment on: the game is a matter of field position. It seems to me when the other team's punting, we're always like in a bad field position. But when we punt, we're giving them good field position. And in fact, I saw a couple of times today. If it wasn't for the Packers um, injuring, um, causing self-inflicting wounds, they would have had better field position off of our punt. I don't know what this punter's doing, but I don't know. I'm not seeing it. No, uh, and but Hadley, uh, listen, he's not as consistent to me. What I've witnessed uh, with Blake Gilligan. Now he had that one punt inside, uh, end up being on the five yard line. Uh, but I think the way he punts, I don't know if he's playing Australian rules football, whatever it is, and, and how it's coming in over end instead of traditional spiral. Uh, can, now, can you directional punt? But uh, Headley, uh, listen, I'm not against Groupie, the young uh, rookie, uh, as far as uh, no, if he makes that kick 45 yard, I, I think, uh, let's see, it wasn't. It was definitely within his range. But you got to make those kicks, you got to be clutch. But as far as Headley, there's still a small sample size, but it still is a sample size of him. Uh, look at net yards. Look at net yards per punt. And I think sooner or later that with Headley will end up having returns against us that's going to cost us the hidden yardage and field position. No, uh, I think right now uh, that to say he's better than Blake Gilligan, he is not. What he is better than Blake Gilligan because we don't have to pay him. He's a 30-year-old rookie, and compared, you might say, well, it's not that much difference. Yes, a, a dollar here, a dollar there, a million here, a million there, and all that. How are you dealing with the salary cap? It does make a difference. Now, uh, I don't know, the rumor is that maybe uh, Blake Gilligan and Mickey Loomis, he's not part of the coaching staff, but he does run the Saints, that they didn't get along. And maybe uh, Blake Gilligan didn't say any favorable words towards uh, uh, Mickey Loomis. Now, it might be in a negotiation period that he was dealing with him. But right now, you cannot say that Headley is uh, head and shoulders uh, better than Blake Gilligan. So you're trying to analyze, uh, okay, well, what's the difference? I would say, yes, um, that uh, you look at salary, and it's not much difference, but that still comes into play. But personalities always come into play because we're humans. And that's human nature, no matter what organization you're dealing with, uh, that always happens. But I'm saying if Headley um, is an unbelievable punter, nobody talks about that. But if he's not punting like he needs to to flip the field and you're giving up uh, those hidden yardage and field position, uh, then you question whether that was the right decision or not. As, as a Saints fan, are you confident right now? Now, take away again that five-yard uh, punt that he punted, field position, but then um, the defense, we should have held him down there. Now, it's not the punter's fault because we let him get out of a hole. That's when you want to force a three and out because then you are going to get field position. But the point I'm making is nothing to write home about, oh, Headley, uh, the 30-year-old rookie, uh, uh, boy, he's uh, he's unbelievable personality. You write a book about him. But it's not to write home about like, oh, yeah, for sure, uh, if he's not all pro, he's a pro bowler. What? Uh, we might, uh, out of 32 punters, we might be in the bottom five right now. And I'm not hating. I'm just telling you what's occurred. Again, it's a small sample size. It's only three games. But, okay, going forward, that cannot be a liability. You cannot have a liability in any area. 
Offense, defense, or special teams. Can you get better or can you put someone in that position that is better, Hector? Right now with our punter, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm waiting for them. You know how we ran back a punt to the house with Rashid Shaheed? Uh, I think we got great coverage units. Hopefully that's not the case because uh, you know one thing uh, that, that I looked at, uh, Steve, and uh, I had said this. I thought this would be uh, an area that could be some concern is that coming into the game, uh, the Packers were averaging 18 yards of punt return, and which was fourth best, and they were averaging 27.5 a kick return. Well, but Groupie was kicking it out the end zone. So how in the hell are they going to return it? They can't do that. So when you look at the overall like uh, punt return, okay, what did they do in the punt return game considering what they were able to achieve uh, the first two games? So you might say, well, uh, Bobby, uh, well, if you look at it, then you have to take in the penalties to consideration of what occurred. Uh, but they only averaged two yards of punt return, which is outstanding. They had uh, two punts for four yards. So when I, uh, I look at Nixon and all what came about uh, out of bounds. So you have to look at like the net and what all comes about uh, with that. But uh, I still think at times fans have asked me this. They're kind of frustrated with Headley. I guess, you know, we want to see because maybe we might be traditionalists with this. We like pretty punts. You know, like a pretty punt that nice and high. Boy, look how far he Hangs punted. up in the air. Hangs up in the air. Boy, he might angle in it. Boy, and he knocks it out of bounds. Instead of this punt that's going end over end, and then all of a sudden, it's all the bottom line where you're going to get net. So I think that's why maybe myself and some fans give Headley a hard time as far as uh, how Holly's punting. I mean, but I know that five-yard punt, that's one reason why he made the team because we've seen him do that in practice day in and day out. And, and so that's why I think what helped him win the job over Blake Gilligan. Now, with that being said, uh, I don't know what's going to happen going forward. I think Blake Groupie is the right kicker. Now, all I know is that uh, if you want to have a job long-term, between 40 and 49 yards, uh, okay, he missed one. Uh, so now the next uh, five. Four or five, uh, I was going to say you got to yes, make. The, yeah, the, the next five kicks. Uh, so he already kicked one. The next four kicks he has to make it. So he has to go like four or five, or you got to go eight or nine of ten between 40 and 49 yards. Before we head to the break, and a pause 10 seconds right here for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're going to take a break and come back with more on the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point After. Want to give a quick happy birthday shout-out, Saints Radio birthday shout-out to Jeffrey Scott Jenkins. Happy birthday, Jeffrey. Uh, now we're getting into, Bobby, what's bugging you about today's game? And, boy, I'm sure there's a lot, but it's brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company, Cajun Cannon. What's bugging you? 
Well, what's bugging me, because I thought this was going to continue, um, what's bugging me, because how do you uh, set the tone on a game, is third down offense and defense. Third down offense, um, you know, we were, uh, let me see, we were somewhere, uh, I got to look, I got it right here. Uh, you know, it's coming, amazing how you're able to just pull stats up from your, your side of you. Yeah, I got this from the 1990s. <laughs> I got like, all of a sudden, uh, we were 44% coming into the game and converting on third down. And that's winning football, considering that uh, defense was only giving up 23%. Well, you know what the Packers were on offense? 44%. Now, you want to be 48 to 50. Obviously, one year, remember, Drew Brees was like 56%. It was freaking unbelievable. But that's Drew Brees. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, they were 8 of 18, 44%. And all of a sudden, uh, we were nowhere near 44%. We were 4 of 14, 29% on third down. Uh, That's not winning football. And again, we were outstanding third down defense, only giving up 23%. But today, we gave up 44%. And it's not like um, the Packers had all hands on deck. No, not at all. The whole left side uh, was hurt. Uh, the all-pro uh, left tackle wasn't even playing. How do you say his name? David uh, Bakhtiari. Yeah, Bakhtiari didn't even play. And then their stud running back. Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones. What, that, well, that's like Alvin Kamara. He didn't play. And they still were able to convert 44%. The reason why I bring that up, that I look at third down defense, is that coming into this game, we were ranked second in the league. Second in the league, third down defense, only behind the Cowgirls. So that's why it's a little uh, discouraging. That was bugging me. They weren't able to sustain that. And we kind of flipped the script. All of a sudden, we're not good on third down offense, and then we're giving up third downs on defense uh, conversions. That's what's bugging the Cajun Cannon, brought to you by J&J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company. You can sound off about what's bugging you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, 504-260-1870. Back with more of the Ciroc Point After on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network after this. Welcome back in the Ciroc Point After. Steve Geller along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear and Charlie Long. Here with you till 6 o'clock. Want to hear from you in the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line, 504-260-1870. Getting right to Hollywood in Thibodeau. What you got tonight, Hollywood? Hello, Bobby. Hello, Steve. How y'all doing? Eh, hanging in so far. Well, I'm going to give you my input on this game. We got a 17-0 lead. It shouldn't have came down to the kicker's kick. We should have stepped on the gas and added more points. I think that's uh, all on Carmichael. And on the defensive side, we got a defensive coordinator. Looks like when we get a big lead, he calls the switch off. We're playing lights out, you know, attacking. And then all of a sudden, their offense looks like all world. We don't put no pressure with the front line. Where was Cam Jordan? Where was the two guys in the middle? Carl Granderson had one, but where he was, where was Pete Warner, where was DeMarcus Davis, they didn't do much when they were attacking us. And uh, that kick of handling, I said, bring back Gillian back. And I told my wife that Brad Gooper was going to miss that kick because he was kicking everything perfect. So I figured his luck was going to run out. So I hope that don't well, be a trend. Well, well, the, yeah, the, well the, the thing is, Hollywood, his luck can't run out. If you're an NFL kicker, it ain't no damn luck. 
It's not like we asked him to make a 60-yarder to win the game. Uh, we all know the game of inches, uh, what occurred in England last year. Remember we played in the Vikings double doink? Uh, right. Will Lutz, Lutz, does it go in or not? It's a 45-yard kick. I don't know the way the game was going. So let's say we take the lead and it's 20-18. to 18. Could you say that, oh, yeah, for sure we'd have stopped the Packers and they wouldn't have had a chance to kick a field goal? I'd say uh, no. I'd say I, I don't know. But you know what you got to do? You got to take the lead. You got to put the pressure back on the Packers. And if you're going to last a long time in those in the league, Hollywood, I think I told you this and a number of, of people, that if you're a kicker in the NFL, it's like almost like the NBA. You hear the NBA talk about it's a make-em-miss league, like whether you can shoot or not and all that. Well, when you're a kicker, it's a make-or-miss league whether you have a job. And if you make it, then you can have a long career, double-digit career. But uh, you missed too many kicks that, gr- that groupie did uh, today, and I'm talking about when the season unfolds. It might be like uh, four or five. I mean, you can't go 50%. you got to be like high 80s, if not 90%. When the team's called upon, you got to freaking make it. It doesn't matter. It could be in inclement weather. It could be in beautiful weather like it was today. It could be you dealing with the wind. You're kicking in a dome. You can go on and on. Hollywood. Groupie should have made that kick. Come right. on. It's, it's not playing in late December. And all of a sudden, like, whoa. Or it's not like, um, who's the kicker? You know, my kickers are flaking. Think about this. The kicker from the Cleveland Browns who got cut from LSU. From LSU. Cade York. Cade York. You remember, Charlie, correct me if I'm wrong, or Steve, uh, you remember the damn kick, it, the fog against the Florida Gators? You couldn't even see the ball? The, that The kick he made then? And I was like, oh, whoa. The NFL looks at that. Boy, that's inclement weather. We got to have that kicker. Look at the inclement weather you have in Cleveland. We want that kicker. What, all of a sudden, he's kicking in August in Cleveland. He can't make a freaking kick. No, kickers are weird. Uh, they're weird. You either got to either you make it or you miss it. I don't know what's in between their ears. Uh, Martin Anderson said no. That I was that's, say you know very well oh, from no, a good no, buddy. No, but Martin told me that a lot of it. Everybody could kick if you're on that level. Your leg strength and all that. A groupie has the leg. No, are you going to make it or miss it in a clutch situation or not? No, that's how you last a long time. And and with groupie, if he has a game winning kick against Tampa Bay coming up, you got to make it. You have to make it bottom line. It might be like, oh, well, we should have been ahead by double digits, and it shouldn't come down to that. But if it comes down to a game-winning kick, you got to make it, and that being the difference. It's like uh, look at the game against Tennessee. One-point victory, today one-point defeat. Then you win or lose the game. Nobody's going to care what happened in September, the score of the game. We're going to be analyzing the season come late November, December, whether you're going to the postseason. What is your record? Did you win or lose? Nobody remembers what happened in September. Saints 2-1 now after an 18-17 loss at Green Bay. We'll be back with more of the Ciroc Point after after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after Cajun Cannon. We just did our What's Bugging You segment, but you found something else that's also been bugging you. Well, um, 
I don't know, Dennis Allen, whoever's up in the press box, you got to help Dennis Allen out uh, to challenge certain plays. Uh, well, why do you keep that flag in your pocket? Now, I, I, I thought at the time, it doesn't matter. Maybe we're still going to come out on top. Uh, obviously, that was not the case at the end. But I want to say it was in the latter part of the third quarter, right before the fourth quarter, if I can recollect. Uh, but uh, I, I want to say it was a 30-yard completion. Uh, from Jordan Love to Dobbs, um, and I think it would have been like on the 20-yard line, and I said, challenge it, challenge it. Oh, why not challenge it? The ball was moving. When you look at that play, and it was right before, yeah, right here, right before the fourth quarter. Right. Uh, because it was 35 and then uh, hit Musgrave plus three, and then fourth and two, uh, Love incomplete bad pass, uh and uh, the Mario Davis double D was way off. It ended up getting a field goal. So I think it made it 17-3. to But you look at the outcome of the game. But the point being, the ball was moving. Okay, the ball has to be stabilized in your hands, and you have two feet down. Then that's a completion. Not I have two feet down and hit my hands, and the ball's still moving. That should have been challenged. I'm going to ask Dennis Allen this at the second guess. Uh, when we have them on uh, uh, tomorrow night at the Silver Slipper. But that was a significant play considering they end up uh, getting three points and you look at field position and uh, all what, what occurs. And that's when the Packers started rolling. Right before that with Dobbs, they end up getting uh, three straight first downs. You know, we were stopping them. I like, I love to Musgrave, third and six plus 12. Uh, third and four uh, plus 12 to Taylor. And then plus 10 to Taylor. And then plus 30. That's when it started snowballing against our defense right before that fourth quarter to give the Packers the momentum to end up finishing that game where they came out on top. Cajun Cannon, now time for our Ciroc post-game toast. I wish we were toasting to a victory, but we'll do one to the player of the game. Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. Who is your Ciroc toast to as the player of the game, Cajun Cannon? Well, uh, I expect him to have an opportunity uh, every game to have 100 yards receiving or more. I think Derek Carr or Jameis Winston will target him. He had 11 targets, 8 catches, 104 yards. He had a long gain of 28, that being Chris Olave. The difference of Chris Olave this season compared to last season, now it's not like two handfuls, but it might be two or three significant catches uh, that you see him, even though it's only uh, three games, that he's making those contested catches. Absolutely. He's making those tough catches. So uh, Chris Olave, like I said before, I think Michael Thomas, will be that receiver uh, that has uh, six catches, 50 yards every game I could see in, in that realm. Uh, now, Rashid Shaheed got targeted twice, but no catches. Uh, I think he needs to always be involved. I mean, uh, maybe the tight end position, Jawan Johnson. Uh, for all of us that said to take Jawan Johnson in fantasy football, I think we all got to look like idiots now because, I mean, I'm telling you, they would throw him the ball in training camp, but they have not. Throwing it to him, he's only had four catches, two yards. He had uh, 12 yards uh, total. Uh, but I'd say Chris Olave, you could count on him uh, to be that workhorse. I think whether it's Derek Carr or Jameis Winston to get targeted and also come down to receptions 
always around 100 yards or more. Our Ciroc post-game toast goes to wide receiver Chris Olave. Remember, Ciroc Ultra Premium Vodka. We'll be back with more on the Ciroc Point after, right after this, on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Rolling along here on the Ciroc Point after, some news coming in on social media I'm seeing from NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport tweeting, some good news. Saints quarterback Derek Carr seems to have avoided a more serious injury than originally expected, sources say. He could still miss some time, but does this not appear to be a season-ending scenario? Well, uh, this if it was his left shoulder, he wouldn't even miss a game. They would shoot him up. He'd play next week against Tampa Bay. But it's his right shoulder. He got to be able to throw the ball and have some feeling in that. So it's not like uh, any other position. No, you have to throw the football. So, no, no I, I didn't expect it to be season ending. I didn't know, like, you know, you talk about speculation, broken collarbone. Or, right, you start worrying about worst-case yeah, scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, so where, in what regard? I had told you this, depending on uh, different degrees of separated shoulder. Right. And what it is, uh, you know, hopefully not rotator cuff. Uh, you know, all of that because of the play, uh, when you look from a medical standpoint with the shoulder, believe you me, because I've been there. But uh, I would say right now uh, that, uh, again, I'm speculating. I could speculate. Why not? Uh, <laughs> that uh, I don't think he's available the next four games. Four games, So, so huh? uh, when you look at uh, who we – I don't have my roster. Next right, up's but, Tampa. Uh, yeah, next up Tampa and New England. Okay, who, who do we play? I think it's Tampa Bay. New England, New England, Houston, and then Thursday night against Jacksonville. So, I think who we play after Jacksonville? The Colts. Indianapolis Colts. Okay, that's when he'll be ready to play. So now, week, I don't know. Week eight and Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, that, that's what I'm thinking right now because they very Doctor A Bear. They very encourage. Um, just uh, say because I've gotten slammed on my shoulder. Right from a guy that's been I, there, done yeah, that. Yeah, I trust yeah. your evaluation for no, sure. And it's like I, no, I don't know how serious it is, but if it's something that it is serious but not season ending, uh, no, it takes time to heal. You get treatment. I don't know the treatment they give now compared to maybe 30 years ago. Uh, in, in the early 90s, you know, late 80s, early 90s. But, uh, no, I, I would not be surprised if he does not come back um, till after uh, the Jaguar game. And who are we playing after the Jaguars? Indianapolis, okay, and, who had a surprise win at Baltimore today. Yeah, uh, and a lot of surprises today when you look at uh, who beat who. And, and without all Anthony Richardson wasn't even a quarterback. Yeah, uh, so they're going with uh, uh, they're going with uh, the, the guy from uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, 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 Gardner, Gardner yeah, Minshew. Yeah, Gardner Minshew. Who we roughed Uncle up in Rico. Philadelphia. Uh, Uncle Rico. I bet I could throw over those mountains. <laughs> yeah, uh, Uncle Rico. Now, Uncle Rico's never done nothing against the Saints defense, but he did something today, uh, you know, when you look in that regard. But that's where I think Derek Carr, where he's going to be at. And, and, you know, what better opportunity for Jameis Winston in his future how about you come in here, Jameis Winston, and put pressure on the organization that whether uh, they're going to go with you or not going forward. How about you come in here, if it is a month, four games, you go 4 no. Great time to showcase uh, your talents, okay. obviously. Like Teddy Bridgewater, when Teddy Bridgewater went 5-0. and So, Jameis, come in here, lead the team, go 4-0, then that's going to help your stock going forward in the future to get paid. You know that that's what yeah that's how you got to take it as a professional player, and from a selfish individual standpoint. Now you ultimately want to help. I got to help me, right? I got to help me and the team to help the team. Right. Yeah, it exactly. goes it there goes go. hand in hand. Exactly. 
We're going to check in with Derek on the West Bank. Got some comments about the offense. How you doing, Derek? Uh, good. How you doing? Hey, well, Derek, you doing, what you got, man? Yeah. Uh, how you doing, man? I, I do want to comment uh, saying that why we didn't go after the cornerback. They, their star cornerback was out. And it, came, it became obvious to me while I was watching what Green Bay was doing. It was throwing the ball up just to try to get an interference call, even though the coverage was good. So we didn't even try to go after that cornerback, and I just wanted to take on that. Well, that, that's one thing I think some Saints fans, and uh, Derek Carr does this at times, I think he wants to push the ball down the field. Uh, the one thing, when you're pushing the ball down the field, you got to go one, two, three, four, five, and then you got to throw it. Uh, not uh, one, two, three, four, five, hopefully I see some separation, then throw it. Because you look at uh, what Jordan Love was doing, I like my matchup, uh, you know, uh, going against, uh, basically because Paulson and Debo is not uh, out there. They're going against uh, uh, Isaac Yadam. And look how they were challenging him. And even like a young guy like Alante Taylor. And the way the game is called, maybe you get an interference call or uh, you get a penalty or maybe you come down with a great catch. But I think that in, in regard of attacking a defense and you're trying to get back into the game, uh, push the ball down the field, and hopefully all of a sudden you get uh, some penalties that come about on your behalf. And that's what happened because early in that game, the penalties, uh, the Packers were shooting themselves in the foot as they ended up having 11 penalties total right on the 100 yards. We were feeling good about the Saints, and they were they were not getting penalized in early the first on. half. Right, exactly. But we ended up having seven penalties for 102 yards, which I'm telling too. you, it was kind of like a push. So we did not have advantage, that touchdown advantage. That's why, therefore, you have a one-point game. So uh, I understand uh, where you're coming from, but that's going to be up to, like, Jameis. Uh, Jameis trusting. I would say be trying to push it down the field. Now, not necessarily with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas would be more like a back shoulder direct throw in that uh, at the most 25 yards, more that 15 to 20-yard range. Now, if he's truly trying to uh, push it uh, uh, 20 plus yards or uh, 30 plus yards, that'd be more uh, Chris Olave or Rashid Shaheed. When you think, like, okay, do you have trust uh, that I'm going to throw? Uh, it's not a jump ball, but basically it is. Uh, or do you go up and make a play on the football? And uh, you, now, Dennis Allen, as a defensive coach, you might not like a 50 50 proposition. Uh, but the Packers were in a situation. They're losing 17-0. to zero. What the hell? Oh, well, we got to take a chance and push the envelope. And considering Paulson and Debo not being available, uh, the, let's see what we could do. And uh, I, I think Isaac Yadam did an outstanding job overall. I think uh, even Alante Taylor. But you keep picking on them, picking on them, picking on them. Then all of a sudden, uh, they get a few calls. And you might say, well, is that really a penalty or not? It's always going to lean towards the offense. You have to remember that, uh, where we're at right now, this day and age. So uh, if the Saints are ever in that situation, if you want to truly have a remarkable comeback, hell yeah, I'm freaking chunking it down the sidelines. Okay, receiver, uh, make me look good. I'm going to throw it out there. Can you make a play or not? And, and that's what the Packers did, and it worked on their behalf. Run to the hills. We're going to check in with the Iron Maiden now on the Ciroc Point After. How you doing, Iron Maiden? Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? All right, Iron Maiden, what you got? Hey, look, I just got two quick points to make, man. Um, my first one is 
a negative point. My second one is positive. Um, I'm with everyone else this evening. You know, this loss was on coaching. It just it just really reminded me of that Tampa game last year. It just it just kind of crumbled at the end. Um, I've never been a fan of, of Dennis Allen. I've never been a fan of Pete Carmichael. Um, we could easily easily be zero and three as opposed to two and one. We failed to make any type of adjustments on our O line. Carr had been sacked 11 times in three games. We can't run the football, and we don't commit to running the football. We ran it nine times in the second half. Miller's last two carries went for 10 yards, a six- and a four-yard carry, and that was at the seven-minute mark in the third quarter. That's a good point. That's a a good point. Uh, No, no, that was inexcusable with a 17-0 lead with 12 minutes left. Maybe why uh, we didn't run have more rushing attempts. I agree with you there. Absolutely, and 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 just just like you said, there's there's no excuse for that. And when it comes down to the end of the games, we play not to win; we play not to lose. So we continue to give up these garbage fourth quarter points, and and ultimately it led to that loss today. But on a positive note, as far as Jameis Winston goes, he is one hell of, hell of a teammate, one great guy representing the Saints. And he's, he shows nothing but support for his guys, for his team, for his city. And, look, I'm going to back up the guy no matter what happens, and um, I'm just hoping for the best. So I'll go ahead and hang up and yeah. well, what y'all got to say. Thank you. Well, uh, Arn Maiden, um, Jameis Winston ain't his first shortio. He knows what to say. But you know what? I can tell you right now, uh, you could be an arrogant jerk and all that. All you got to do is win. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> uh, uh, look how people that view uh, either you love Aaron Rodgers right. or you hate Aaron Rodgers. You got to win. You got to win. Listen, Jameis Winston could be the biggest jerk ever in, in this city uh, or in the NFC South, and he leads the Saints, let's say, the next four games and they 4 0. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Now, if he's an upstanding citizen and he's 1 and 3. Uh, then they go, oh, well, Jameis is a good guy, but it didn't work out. He's a great team player and all that. No, you got to win. It's a tough business. It's not like, uh, now, what you want to do is have an upstanding citizen on the field and off the field, and what you want is a guy that's saying the right thing like Jameis Winston, and then you produce it. Then you hit the lottery. All of a sudden, boy, Jameis, like, okay, tell me when Teddy Bridgewater went uh, 5-0. and Teddy Two Gloves, whatever. Um, he was riding his bike. They're putting him up on billboards. Who who does not like Teddy Bridgewater to this day if you're a Who That Nation member? No, it brings a smile Nobody. to your face for sure. Nobody. Teddy Bridgewater, the most likable character, football player, I think uh, one of the most uh, in a short time span in Saints history. Why? Because Holly carried himself. But you know what? The bottom line, he was 5-0, and 5-0. and If Teddy Bridgewater would have been 1-4, and it was like, oh, well, he tried. You know, we'd be, we'd be treating him like Trevor Simeon. I was going to say, I was going to mention Trevor yeah, Simeon we, there. He'd be like another Trevor Simeon. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even care. Man, you got to win. Uh, it ain't no sugarcoat nothing. This is the pros. It ain't PE class. You got to freaking win. So what Jameis Winston needs to do, he has to come up, uh, and a lot of responsibility, and beat his old team, Tampa Bay. And then what he has to do after that, go on the road and win at New England. That's that's what you got to do. 
That's just the nature of the beast. Although, shoot, we mentioned Trevor Simeon. The Saints might be giving him a call for some quarterback depth uh, coming up this week. But the, the, he got he's cut now. He's not. I believe he's right nowhere now. right now in the NFL. Right. Uh, I think he was trying. It was on the Bears at one time. Right. If you can't make the sorry Bears, I mean, do we want him back? But he knows. But he the knows office. the system. I was going to say. System. Yeah, yeah. We'll right. be back with more of the Ciroc Point after right after this on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Welcome back into the Ciroc Point after hitting our phone lines. We've got Wayne in Covington. How you doing today, Wayne? Wayne, you there? Wayne, uh, are you there? Uh, you want to talk about uh, what he would do on Monday? Might be we'll put like, him on hold, see yeah. if we can get him back. Roland in Atlanta on the line. What you got for us today, Roland? Bobby, what's up, man? It's been a minute since I called in, man. All How right, Roland, thanks for calling. Representing the Who That Nation in the ATL. Yeah, for sure. I got, I got two quick points, man, and I just wanted to speak. Uh, just my, my, my experience on one person, Lou Headley. I've been a Hurricanes fan for a long time, and I watched him at Miami, I guess, I guess three years, and he was average at best. I don't know how he got that position as our punter. That's one. Number right. two is um, Trevor Penny. There's no way in the world he should be playing left tackle. They need to kick him to guard. He, I no agree. There's no way he should be playing left tackle. He should be dealing with three, three techniques, not dealing with him. With edge rushers, this guy is not—he's not the guy to be our left tackle. And and you, the old line—I mean, it's just—it's a—it's—it's it's a disaster. Roland, Roland, let me tell you right now, Roland, Roland. Our old line is the worst old line we've had post Katrina. I said that, and, and I'm not hating. I'm not hating on nobody. I'm just calling like I see it across the board. Now, uh, I would say uh, they're playing at, at their uh, the best of their ability, Ryan Ramchek, and you look at uh, Eric McCoy. But at times, uh, Eric McCoy got exploited in that Titans game. Ryan Ramchek uh, today, they're not even playing on no Pro Bowl level. I'm talking about we might be a little spoiled, Roland, but we used to having like Teron Armstead, Jari Evans, Carl yep. Nix. I could go on and on that all of a sudden we're in the conversation uh, kind of like where the lines are at right now, uh, that uh, you might look at, okay, who's the best offensive lines in the NFL? No, out of 32 teams, we were the top five or six. I'm talking about across the board. Right now, we're in the bottom five or six. If not, uh, we probably like, we might not be uh, dead last or only for last, but we right above them. No, it's a shame where we're at, Roland. Let me ask you this. You think they're going to kick Finishing to go because I mean we can't go. Maybe next year, maybe next year, Roland. Uh, I think <laughs> the jury's still out on this year. I think they had to give him every opportunity, but I still think he's the NFL lineman and he could play at a high level, have a double-digit career. But it just might be a guard instead of tackle. And I'm not, I'm not hating. It's just yeah. I, I think he has the mindset to be an NFL player, but it's a different animal on the edge versus the interior. Listen, I, I played with a guy, Jim Dombrowski. Hey, listen, I, I played with Jim Dombrowski, number one draft pick, uh, University of Virginia. He ended up playing double-digit uh, in the NFL uh, at guard. Now, it was very humbling. A tackle, not so much. Now, no, not, not too many people can block Lawrence Taylor and what you were doing, but you moved him at guard, he was outstanding, but not necessarily a tackle. O- okay, so uh, when you look at it uh, uh, like Trevor Penning, uh, do we have to force him to work out a tackle? Uh, then we try to maybe, I don't know, force is the right word. 
Then we trying to draft or make Andrews Pete work out at left tackle. No, we had to move my guard. And then he was okay until maybe when he was blocking Aaron Donald and all of a sudden Drew Brees hurt his hand when we were going against the Rams. But you have to look at, okay, where we're at, I'm telling you, that's why I, I am not totally, I don't know, I'm kind of neutral. I, I, I'm very optimistic about this team, so very encouraged about this team, but I'm very discouraged with our old line. Listen, even if we make the playoffs, we're not at the point right now where we're at where I consider, look, AFC, NFC. Okay, what is elite? Okay, if we were playing right now like Dallas, the Cowgirls, I mean, can we block that D-line? <laughs> I would say no, but hell no. Well, I think and, you- and I hate to say that. The 49ers, I just look at the matchups. Like, like, like last year, our defense played well enough. We held the 49ers to 13 points. You know we lost? 13 to 0. Now, uh, didn't Alvin Kamara, I want to say, he fumbled on the four-yard line. Chris Olave, that long pass in the red zone, he didn't finish the catch. So there might have been a teens-type game. So our defense is good enough, but our offense, not so fast. I was going to say, too, with that offensive line, not being able to run the ball late in this game was definitely a huge problem. Okay, I want to know, uh, uh, Charlie, uh, I'm going to give you some homework. Uh, 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 or, or more homework for no, Charlie. No, 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 homework. Okay, when is the last time we truly kicked ass running the football? With Alvin Kamara or without Alvin Kamara? And what I would look at, uh, when we truly have run the ball, I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Might like, have been against the Bengals? Okay, from the <laughs> running back position, where we're averaging four and a half yards. Four and a half yards or more. And that all of a sudden, uh, when the game's all said and done, damn. Uh, but that was a good game. We had like 160 yards rushing. You know, right now, uh, we're like almost like uh, praying or hoping that uh, uh, can we break the century mark? I don't know. We have 70, 80 yards. Uh, can we get like even 120 around that if you have balance, passing, or running the football? Right now, no, uh, our run game uh, sucks uh, because we don't win uh, in the trenches. And listen, I can live with that if they would be unbelievable pass blockers. But you know what sucks? is that we cannot pass block or run block overall. So who has to be held accountable? You can't just change the players overnight, so you have to hold the offensive line coach accountable, that being Doug Marone. So are you developing the young players, whatever, and uh, whoever's involved? So uh, with that being said, no, that's what I'm discouraged about is like uh, going forward, I'm totally confident in our defense, and we're going to be in every game. But whether you win or lose, I don't know. Flip a coin. You might win. You might not win. Cajun Cannon, this is why Charlie's an A-plus student. He's already finished his homework assignment. I've done some of the homework. I haven't done too deep of a dive, guys. But it it only took actually a few years to get back to when the Saints were a top-10 rushing team. In 2018, they were ninth in the NFL. In 2017, uh, which was that first year with Alvin Kamara's Rookie of the Year season, the Saints were sixth in the NFL in rushing with 121, 121 yards per game in 2017. And then once again in 2018, 
Uh, they were also a top 10 team. They were number nine, 122 rushing yards per game. So they actually had more in that uh, year that they were ninth than they were sixth in 20, uh, so, 2017. Hey, so, Charlie, now you give me that information 2017. And they've 18. been middle of the pack to bottom of the pack for the past few years. Oh, okay, so 2017, 2018. So that's like a handful of years previously. 2019, they were 16th with 100. Oh, okay, that, that's not good enough. That's not good enough. I'm looking before that. Okay, 2017, 2018. Uh, I would think probably Teron Armstead. Look who was on the offensive line contributing. When did Max Unger retire? Uh, uh, all of that comes into play. Uh, I'm telling you. you, you people don't realize. Uh, Center how important he is. They, right. They do all the dirty work and they get no credit. The only time they get credit is when you discredit them when they got their ass whipped. Max Unger retired in March of 2019, and the Saints' oh, oh, depth oh, chart oh, 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 oh. in that 2017 season, oh. that offensive line, guys, was, as goes, Ryan Ramchek, uh, Andrews Pete, Max Unger, Larry Warford. Larry Warford? And then Sinio Calamente. Okay. Uh, you remember we lost him? He went to the, uh, uh, the Texans. Uh, Texans. Right. Yeah, Houston Texans. So, no, uh, when you look at it, you might say, oh, well, next man up. Well, who in the hell's the next man? It doesn't mean you're going to kick ass. Well, the next man for like a guy like Teron Armstead, yeah, definitely tough to replace. No, and, and that's why uh, Teron Armstead was also on that team. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's why I'm telling you right now, we cannot afford, considering where our offensive line is at, if not Eric McCoy or Ryan Ramchick, not to kick ass. We don't need them to be like, oh well, they're a starter. Uh, but uh, we need them to be way better than a starter. We need them to be at like a Pro Bowl level because right now they, we cannot afford them to be a weak link in certain games because the other guys. No, I, I, I'm telling you. Now, as a quarterback, if I was on this team, and I know Derek Carr knows this, uh, hopefully he knows this. Uh, I think he does. I don't know. You got to get rid of the ball. Uh, that's why Alvin Kamara coming back, whether it's screen plays, whether it's check downs, utilizing the tight end, you know, yak, short throws, yards after the catch. There's no reason, I'm telling you right now, there's no reason a quarter, NFL quarterback should be sacked, I guess, four, like five, six times, even four times. You should get sacked at the most, like, um, like, Two or three times. And it could be anomaly uh, that you sack like five or six times. Okay, out of ordinary. We're right not, in the middle now. Every game, uh, four, no, no, four no, sacks like Four, four, four. Okay, you can't tell me going against Tampa Bay. We're going to be sacked four times again. Get rid of the damn ball. Come on. Or, or Jameis Winston, come on. You were a runner when you were younger. You didn't forget how to run. Jameis Winston, take off and run. So what if you get hurt? Come on. You're trying to get paid in the future. Jameis Winston, make plays with your feet, make something happen going forward, and then all of a sudden you, you, you get that bag. If all of a sudden, let's say Jameis Winston, oh, look at that game. He ran for like 50, 60 yards, and then he was still able, able to lead the offense and uh, help us score points. Come on, you have to look at the task at hand. The task at hand is for Jameis Winston to look at this this September, resume builder. going into October, exactly. This is his future right now, how he's going to get paid and compensated for the future. Back with more of the Ciroc Point after as we close things out on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. We're going to pause 10 seconds for stations to identify themselves on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. 
As we're wrapping things up here on the Ciroc Point After, I want to thank our behind-the-scenes team on Saints Radio Network, executive producers Diane Newman and Kevin Cassidy, Saints sales manager DePaul Smith, assistant producer Ian Hoke, associate producer Scott Colomb. we got studio producers Charlie Long, Chris Coleman, and Cullen Steele, plus station engineers Danny Miller and Ernie Kane. On behalf of our Saints radio broadcast team, Mike Haas, Deuce McAllister, and Jeff Nowak, and Robert Carroll, thank you for listening to Saints football. Join us next week when the black and gold will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back at home high noon right here on WWL Saints Radio. I'm Steve Geller. Talk to you next week on the Community Coffee Saints Radio Network. Cajun Cannon, say goodnight to the Hoodats. All right, Michael, Susan, and all the rest of you, uh, call me and Mike tomorrow night at the Silver Slipper on the second guest. I'll be glad to take your calls. Again, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Hoodat, go Saints. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.